Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. Otherwise, it is Talking Women here on SAFM. I'm Nancy Richards. And together we have Hazel Mikuzani and Lon Wabofani. It's the all-girl trilogy once again. Well, what we got on the show today, we've got a couple of uh, my stories. We're going to be talking to a technological achiever making traffic signs. That's Nokatula Dladla. She's uh, the previously, she was a, a TWIB winner, Technology for Women in Business, that is. But she's got a wonderful story of achievement. So we'll be hearing all about that. And a daring first aid trainer who did a parachute, parachute jump to celebrate her 60th birthday. And uh, definitely going to be hearing about that one too. Before that, though, an otherwise mole in the northwest in Mafeking tells us what's up for women in her town. And don't forget, if you'd like to share with us uh, what's up for women in your area, whether it's a town, a village, community, whatever, you're welcome. And uh, just pop us an email. We're at otherwise at safm.co.za or find us on Facebook where it's otherwise on SAFM. What's news? Well, what's news is that the day after Earth Day, which was yesterday, what a tragic, tragic story down here in the Cape. A bellhard toddler has died and seven children hospitalised after they consumed chemical substances that had been dumped in Delft. Little uh, Jordan uh, was uh, in a, amongst a group of children who found chemical substances dumped in an open field at the N2 gateway in Delft. It happened on Sunday, and shortly after the children came into contact with the substances, some of them developed stomach aches. She was screaming. The other children said it was something that she'd eaten, and her mother said that she uh, was rushed her to the hospital where they struggled to keep her alive. Her lungs and her kidneys had collapsed, and her brain had also been affected. Seven other children aged between 5 and 15 were discharged from Tigerberg last night. Uh, they left another 13 children who were brought in with symptoms. It's such an absolutely desperate story, and um, it speaks to bigger things. It's not just the loss of one child and the, the damage done to others, but uh, a resident in the area, um, Yamkela Mkaza, said a lot of children played very close to the dump where the chemicals are dumped, and many times they had made some gruesome discoveries. She said, this dumping of poison in our area is absolutely the last straw, and I imagine it is. It's such a tragic thing to happen. And on that note, um, I would just like to say, uh, there's a quote here from Barbara Kingsolver. You might know her. She was the author of a book called The Poisonwood Bible, but she was also author of a book called Animal, Vegetable, Miracle, A Year of Food Life. And a quote from her in that book, she says, As I learn more and more about climate change, I believe that it is my job as a mother to talk to as many people as I can, to explain to them the collision course that we are on with our environment, to tell them that if we don't put the brakes on soon, the crash we will have will be catastrophic. Well, certainly for that family, the crash has already been a catastrophic. But on a slightly happier note here on What's News, very nice to see a reasonably fair amount of women numbered in the awards that are to be made by President Jacob Zuma on Freedom Day. Amongst them, uh, Nonsikalelo Kualani, Kualani, who is still teaching at the ripe old age of 90-something. She's teaching geography at uh, White River School in Pomalanga. In fact, I heard her recently talking to, I think it was Buyo, uh, on Morning, morning uh, Live. She was uh, chatting away to Buyo, and it's really quite something. She's going to be receiving the Order of the Baobab in bronze for her outstanding contribution to education in South Africa. She's said to be South Africa's oldest known teacher. She's an inspiration and role model to both young and old. Role model to both young and old, uh, certainly learners, but to teachers as well. To be teaching at that age is absolutely phenomenal. So well done to her. She gets an otherwise award too. Don't forget, if there's anybody you'd like to award personally, why don't you let us know where it's otherwise at... Now is the time 
for celebration, for South Africans to join together to celebrate the birth of democracy. Nineteen years later, we continue to celebrate National Freedom Day. SABC News will broadcast the Freedom Day celebrations from the Union buildings in Pretoria as President Jacob Zuma calls on us to strengthen our democracy and freedom. Join us for a live broadcast on SABC2 and listen to your favorite SABC radio stations from 12 p.m. on the 27th of April. Brought to you by SABC News, Africa's news leader. This Thursday night on Top Filling, Events Maestro Colin Cowie says... Then a party in my New York City apartment, and guess what? You're invited. Meet a bull who's big in Japan. Hi, I'm Ben. I live here. Catch me on Top Filling. Plus, we get the exclusive from Michael Bublé. You know what? It's going to be absolutely lekker. Only on Top Filling. And chat to the African ambassador of our world cosmetics giant. Hi, I am Gail Mabalani. Catch me on Top Filling, Thursday, 8.30, only on SABC3. In Radio Vuka at a quarter to four this afternoon. We arranged to meet here this morning, Silas. I told Jesse I needed her to be here this morning, and she said it would be fine. And now she's not here. But that doesn't mean anything terrible has happened, okay? When last did you speak to her? A couple of days ago. Silas, that's too long. Okay, look, something is wrong. I just, I'm trying to be positive. Miss Radio Vuka at a quarter to four. Otherwise, on SAFM. It's where we get to talk about women here on SAFM, exclusively here on Otherwise. And don't forget, if there's a woman that you would like to share her story, you're welcome to let us know. Otherwise, at safm.co.za. And in a minute, we're going to be talking to one such a woman. We had uh, an email from uh, a listener who told us all about her and uh, how she'd done a parachute jump for the, to celebrate her 60th birthday. Hey, that's not bad. Well, first up, though, we're going to be talking to an otherwise mole. She's Arista Annandale. She's a journalist with a Muffy King male in the northwest, and she's going to give us a little bit of insight into how things are for women in her town, in her province. Got her on the line. Hi, Arista. Good day. Nice to have you with us. Thank you very much. Um, you're you. a journalist. Let's find out a little bit about you. We'd like to know where our moles, who our moles are. You're a journalist with a Muffy King male. Have you been there for long? What's your story? Well, I started here last year, so, um, but I've, I've seen so many things, um, in the short time that I've been here, um, and not only in our town, but also in our province, things mm-hmm. happening with women and all sorts of things. Are you looking for those stories, Arisa? I mean, uh, what, what's happening to women? Is that something that's of particular yes. interest to you? At the moment, we are focusing on women and children in particular because of the high abuse rates mm. that we um, experience. So um, we try to include that weekly in our paper. Yeah. What sort of feedback do you get on that then from your readers? Well, I think it, uh, um, it inspires people to come forward mm. um, because many women don't speak up. So um, when they see these articles... Um, it gives them the courage to come forward and go and report abuse and um, make these people pay for what yeah. they are doing. That's good to hear because very often, you know, there's a sort of sense of, I don't want to read about this again. It's, you know, I, it's, it's too much. It's too much, you know, compassion fatigue. But if you're thinking that it's inspiring women, other women to come forward, it's definitely a good mm-hmm. thing. Yes. 
So tell us, uh, I think that uh, you've got a few stories of things that have happened to women and children of your own. Tell us. Yes. Um, well, I firstly want to mention a very courageous lady who was attacked about two weeks ago here in the area. Mm. Uh, she was alone at her farm shop when she was overpowered by four armed men. What happened in short is that they robbed the shop and tied her to a chair. Uh, when they left, uh, she managed to free herself and call for help. And within minutes, the police and farmers from the area were there to assist her. And uh, within a short period of time, these people were arrested, all for the suspects, and all her goods, all the stolen goods were returned. So, but um, the courage that she showed um, to me is, is very tremendous because, uh, I mean, she was alone. She's an elderly lady as well. Mm. And... Um, and she still um, had the strength to untie herself and, and run for help. Did you, so get, was, did you interview her? Um, unfortunately not. Mm. Um, I don't think she really wanted um, a lot of focus yeah, on herself yeah. um, because uh, she's, I think she's afraid of more intimidation. Yeah. So she, um, she didn't really want to... Um, uh, be seen or draw attention to herself. Yeah. But what she did say is that she prayed right through this um, incident. Um, they were holding her at gunpoint, demanding money and all sorts of things. And she said she, she just sat there praying and praying out loud all the time. Um, and, and then when they left, um, she got up and, and looked for help. Well, it sounds like her prayers were answered because they were all the robbers were yeah. apprehended and she got all her stuff back. I just the reason yeah. I asked if she um, if you'd interview her, I wondered how you know that sort of traumatic situation had impacted on her. Well, I think it was a great shock, um, but I yeah. think that she um, she has a lot of strength. Yeah. So um, and that's what got her through. Yeah, well, well done to her. It's, uh, I, yes. I guess it, it is good if you can be strong and not fall apart. I think you've yes, got another yes. story of, a, of an even older lady that was attacked. Yes, um, this is one of the most tragic uh, cases that I've reported on, and this is about um, a 98-year-old grandmother who was found dead in her home. Uh, she was allegedly raped and strangled to death. Um, and um, I did interview her family, and it's it's really it was a very tragic story, and um, and I believe it was a family member who was uh, responsible for this, mm-hmm. and it also drugs and all those kind of things are also um, con- contributing to 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 this specific case and many others as well, and as I said before, um, we have experienced an increase on these um, cases, especially elderly women being attacked raped and killed so um, it's a great concern for us um, for these elderly people that that um, get attacked like this Has, is anything being done about it I mean are there are there groups organizing what's being done in the local area well we um, as the as the uh, newspaper the local newspaper we report on these things um, I, I do believe that uh, the police are also trying their best because many of these people do get arrested. We get weekly reports from the police that um, about the arrests um, that are made. So so um, I do believe there is um, 
something up here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking personally, is there a sense of fear? You, you know, um, you may not be an, an elderly lady like the two that you're talking about, but do you feel nervous, apprehensive in your area? No. No, I don't, I don't feel nervous at all, but I do believe there are other people who feel nervous. Um, and I suppose I have a reason to, but um, generally, no, I don't feel mm. particularly nervous. Just moving a little bit down the scale, I think that you also mentioned uh, teenage pregnancy is very high yes. in your surroundings. Yes, schools. yes, yeah? it is. Yeah, that's also because um, I don't think we can mention women without thinking about um, this high rate of teenage pregnancy. And um, we've recently received um, the numbers on this, and it was in our district alone, it, uh, we had 273 pregnancies last year. And in the province, we had 1,792 in the province. And um, this is very shocking because this is from grade 8 to 12. And many of these students can't complete um, their matric year and things like that. So this is also a, a great concern for women in this area. Mm. Are there any, just very lastly, Arista, are there any sort of women's organizations in your area that you know of in your town? You know, yes. uh, so um, women support groups or? Yes, yeah. We, we also have groups um, for upcoming women, um, uh, for, you know, women who want to farm and things like that. So there's also groups for them. Um, we support them, uh, you know, upcoming farmers. Uh, and they, so they assist them. And we also have help from the government for, the, for these uh, farmer women. Yeah. Um, so, so I do think there are groups that, that do they pass. Yeah. Well, we oh, Arisa, you, you, Arisa, you've just disappeared a bit. Oh, so. we also have youth groups um, uh, who, who support uh, the youth and uh, um, look out for the interests of the youth. So, yes. Yeah, so there's stuff happening. That's yes, uh, yes. Arisa Allendale. Thank you very much. Keep up uh, the good it's work. Keep pleasure. your eyes open for what's going on for yeah. women. I think they, thank you very much. They need all the support they can get up in your part of the world. Yes, thank definitely. you. Definitely. Take care. Okay, thank Thanks you. A lot. Yes, bye. Arisa Allendale with some telling it like it is for women in her part of the world. She's a journalist with a Mafeking male in the northwest. And don't forget, if you'd like to tell us what's happening for better or worse uh, in terms of women in your area, do let us know. We're always up for moles right around the country. It's otherwise at safm.co.za. Otherwise on SAFM. Well, a little bit of gloomy news there, but we've got some better news now. We're going to be talking to Noctula Dladla. She Last year, she received a TWIB Award, that's the Technology for Women in Business Award, and for her business making, amongst other things, traffic signs. Well, this year, she's about to go or has been to Malaysia. I'm not sure, but she's going to attend a global summit for women there. But we've got her on the line to tell us about her award, about her journey, uh, her journey that she's about to make to Malaysia, and her journey in her career. Hi, Noctula. Hello. First of all, congratulations on your business and on your award. Have you have yes. you been have you been to Thank Malaysia? So it's a pleasure. Not yet. You're okay. going next month. Okay. Okay. A global summit for women. Which summit is it? Um, it's part of the award that we won, being a Chief Women of the Year, national and provincial. Yeah. So part of the award was to meet the Malaysian minister and have dinner with the minister from South Africa, Mrs. Savetti. Yeah. 
Excellent. Mm, and which is next month, yes. Yeah. Well, let's find out a little bit about you and your business. It's called, is it, is it Megaphase? It's Megaphase Road Marking and Traffic Signs. Okay. And we manufacture road traffic signs. But not just road traffic signs. I think there's a whole lot of things that you make. Yes, we manufacture road traffic signs. We also do road marking. We're branding cars. And we do a lot of safety signage for government and private sector. Okay. Dr. how did you get into this business? It's not something that one <laughs> sort of says to yourself, yeah, I want to be a road it, traffic man. It's interesting. You know, how about it? I used to work for NetBank for a long time, and I had a client. One of my clients um, asked, you needed a, 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 you know, a black partner, or we call it a woman in business, in mm-hmm. that time of affirmative action. And I was employed at, at that company. And, you know, as I was a marketer, as a good marketer, born gifted marketer, I grew so much with the company, I ended up being one of the directors. But, you know, in two years to three years, I just realized, you know what, um, because I've been a businesswoman since I was born, you know, I'm mm-hmm. gifted, you know, I started selling at the age of like seven. So selling and marketing being just what I like to do. So, um, as I said, I did a lot of that, and then I visited one of the SMME in Durban. And what I saw in that and that Galagina, as we were all talking and networking, I realized a lot of women were in catering, stationery, uh, toilet paper. Then I saw a gap because I was a visitor from Jobit coming to this one of these uh, SMME. And immediately I spotted that this was 2005 in August. And quickly, you know, I just decided, you know what, we have to, I have to leave the company I'm working for and start business. And obviously, with the help of my husband supporting financially, he didn't have a doubt because he trusted in me, he trusted that I'm a, in marketing, I'm very good. And he helped us, that's how we started. We started being uh, distributors, we distributed a lot for government, we went to um, big manufacturers, and they asked them to do the science for us. But as we grow after, I think two, three years in 2009, we moved into manufacturing. And with being a manufacturer, then we started working at home, you know, with two people. And then we're now employing about 46. We now even have a factory. With the challenges we had in business on the manufacturing side, we end up diverting to do road marking. And what I like about our business is that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a main dom, male-dominated industry. And we just found ourselves being having an opportunity being women. And, you know, with a lot of ladies working for us to learn to do road signs and road marking. Wow. And, yeah, that's how we grow. And then uh, after that, we went, uh, you know, we won a lot of, uh, you know, competition. We won Alec Rob, uh, Lions Den, Trip Women, you name it. And they, 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 they already opened doors for us, and they were all via a lot of from the SNME fair. That's how we end up, you know. Growing with challenges as well, you know, employing male. I found ourselves being having a challenge, but we went on one course, and on that course, wow, it was like very exciting. Mm. I came back being strong and knowing how to handle all these male, <laughs> which was one of the thing, good things that I achieved. And the other thing I achieved that, you know, our dream was to employ about, you know, my dream was to have about 20 people, but now we're employing 46. Oh. And as a woman who's never had good education, is 26 being abused from a family background and everything, 
you know, to be the woman, hey, I thank God, because God can take someone from Sawai to Etzola and make them a business woman. Yes, there's a lot of things that we still want to achieve, like we're planning to open in Zimbabwe. There's a fair there to, uh, this week, and one of our staff members, who I'm already made she had a partner to open a branch called um, Courier Science in Zimbabwe. And here in Devon, I'm already now having took one of our good staff members. She's just become our partner as well. Because it's, I'm looking at planting and living legacy, you know, and have all youth. Maybe I always tell them that, you know, soon they have to pay my salary. I'm guiding them now. You know, I'm working leisure where I come to office once a day, once a week or twice because of the trust that I have that, you know, the company won't grow if I'm alone. So I've got mm-hmm. all these youngsters who are helping me. I remember I didn't even know how to use computer. Now I can do computer, I can do spreadsheet, I can even read email because I'm from the old school. We never had all those things. But I don't think what I like with our company as well is that we employ all youth. We, most of them didn't have made trick except of the stuff. And because they were talented, we gave them training for three months with the salary. And now they're all skilled. And, uh, you know, as I say, I had this secret. I didn't want to share anything with anybody because I thought, I've got this. It's my son. And I was holding and I was working so hard until one day with one of the courses, I managed to see that, you know what, you cannot take anything. And that made me such a relief. I didn't able to go on holiday, knowing that the staff opens. I don't open the company. I don't close the company. Someone opens, someone closes the stuff. You know what? I'm just guiding all these years. And, you know, they're all young, 20, 24 to 30, and they're all calling mom cool. I'm like their mama. And, you know, I, I'm learning a lot from the youth. You know, as I said, I never had that opportunity to have, you know, a look after as well. Because I had to be strong and, like, and, and I'm a very gifted, dynamic woman in business, but I've learned so much. You know, you can't even say, you know, standing six, we just calling a number. And I'm not saying people mustn't go to school, but for us to be where we are with all these people, it's just, and we also diverted, you know, from seeing that the company is not doing a while on those we quickly went to do road marking. From that, now we're branding even cars. And last week I've just found a deal that we'll be doing number plates. Mm. So in all in one promise, and I just need that. But as I say, with support and believing in God as well and trusting yourself and having a wonderful family because now we've got a branch in Joburg which opened in February. My son and my daughter are running that. So I'm quite blessed now. Then I have a partner from my company moving to open the partner with us at Zimbabwe. I really believe, I hope, I really believe that will work well. I mean, Zimbabwe is not a short term, it's more. Long term, when you're looking at planting now, with the believing two, three, four years later, it will work. Yeah, well, you know, Nocturne, you call yourself blessed, and you, uh, you know, you say that God's really been good to you. But I think isn't the expression "God helps she who helps herself," yeah. and it sounds like you yeah. might have, you've done quite a lot of self-upliftment, and it seems almost as if you perhaps missed your calling. Perhaps you should have been a teacher, um, because it, that's seems, that's it seems that you're sort of a whether whether it's just by example or actually quite consciously teaching and training other other young people, which is, has that become quite your focus now, now that you're sort of standing back from the business? Are, are you focusing perhaps more on training up a new generation? Um, I am focused more on that because there's, but the, the, the generation that I'm training is the most of the people that we started with, and most of them, the one we, as I say, for three months, they had to be fully trained from knowing nothing, and they in as I say, still a niche market, because even now, if I need to replace 
for us to replace the, in this type of, of sector, you need to approach somebody from an opposition, but we've never done that. All of them, they came here with no experience, and who are willing, because I just said, I was given an opportunity where I didn't have any Mexican, everything. I was given opportunity to, to learn science, and I was given opportunity to be a director. I was given opportunity from the bank, from being at, uh, they used to call waste clerk, yeah. where you collect all the papers, to become a service manager. All that I was given, and all I was trained by different people because I was willing well, to learn. Not, because not my, mother, my yeah. mother used to say to me, don't worry, when they say sweep, sweep, when just use all of those things together. Don't say they're slaving you. Learn from all whoever say yeah. run to the shop and collect all those things and use them then because they become very experienced. And I admit that. I'm moving Noc- the Noctula, Noctula, I'm going to give you another opportunity in just a minute. We're just going to break quickly for the news headlines, but I want to go back to those early days because I want to find out how somebody who actually very, you, I think you dropped out of school very, very early. So we want to find out a little bit about how that works. So stay with us. We're listening to, we're going to hear a little bit more from Nokatula Dladla. She is uh, the owner of Megaphase Road, so stay with us. But right now it's just after 1.30, time for the news headlines with Lulu Gabu. Join Kulani Kuala live from uh, 1900 till 2100 on the 30th of April at Glenhove Conference Centre with the Mail and Guardian and Seoul City Institute for Health and Development Communication as we collectively search for solutions to end violence in our society. A panel of influential guests will discuss issues of violence in South Africa. To book your seat to this special broadcast, email mahlodim at mg.co.za or call 011-250-7398. Mail and Guardian Critical Thinking Forum in partnership with SAFM. Tune in to Morning Talk with William Bully. I have been concerned when you drive out to say the SABC and you go into Soweto. At one o'clock, the kids are already going home. Afternoon talk with Asra. When you receive monies from the layperson, from the Patrice Masepas, do you really have the time, do you care to then investigate whether they in fact are paying their own staff well or you say, we need the money for a great cause and that's the truth, we're going to take it anyway no matter what. The talk show with Maschabam Claude. Does it not make sense for the state to share the costs with business to ensure that young people get the expertise that they need, get these particular skills that they constantly ask for and found wanting? Only on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM. Otherwise, it is here on SAFM talking about women and hearing women's stories. Going to be hearing another story in just a minute from a, a lady who's a ripe old age and has got all sorts of ripe old things up her sleeve as well. <laughs> going to be chatting to Lorraine Schwartz in just a minute. But Noctula Dladla, she is the owner, award-winning owner of Megaphase, the road company, uh, road traffic signs, amongst other things they make. Noctula, let's just wind back the clock a little bit to your early days, and I think that you you dropped out of school in grade nine or standard uh, standard whatever that would have been back then. Okay. Um, but yeah. you you started off. You say that you were a very gifted marketer, and you used to be you involved in something called Farfi, which is yes, one of the good markets. Uh, because I grew up with my granny. Mm-hmm. I mean, at my granny's place, but I moved around like a. Uh, places at that time due to challenges of my family, but my granny used to run fussy, so I used to run after her and we used to, I used to sell seasonal fruits, I used to sell eggs at the age of six. And, you know, like at the hostels in Tembisa, moving forward, and I just, when they asked me as a, chi- as a child, what you dream, what you want to be, 
I never had anything else that except I always think I want to have my own company. I want to smoke and I have want to have a car in the office. And to me, business was to have a car, office, smoke, and um, come to the office, you smoke a cigarette, you look after the people, then you go. I used to think that's just business to me. Little that I know that there was so much in it, but nevertheless, as I say, if something you've got passion with it, it's not yeah. really more about money or anything. I just enjoyed it because since then, I've been selling, even when I worked for the bank, lunchtime I used to sell clothes. When I worked for this company where we were doing road signs, lunchtime I used to sell beads. And when I started the business of road signs, before this road sign, I was selling beads. I was selling beads, clay pots and everything. You know, I used to make like a profit of 10 rand in everything. And I sold juice. I sold a lot of things. I was just distributor of almost a lot. And, you know, the time when you're a pedestrian running around, sometimes it's one car when my husband has to go. We used to go and collect something like 15 rand of juice and all that. But I, I like all those because they made me learn. And one day we went and buy like nine pot, nine clay pots, which each is like 60 rand. And I tried to sell it for like 100 rand. And on our way, they all broke. And that's what I decided. You know what? All these small things. And I, I think in a way it was a learning. I think God just wanted to show me that you, you are bigger than this. Just can't tell all this running around. And then I started, I realized that, okay, all we have to do now, I'll go back and do. So now I went to speak to my boss and say, boss, I've been your director, I've been this, I really want, you want to start the business, and what, how I want to start, I'll use all your premises, I'll go find work and then you manufacture, but he said, you know, he can't do that, he's been long in the market and the business, so he cannot let anybody, I mean, come and tell him what to do. Mm. Then I decided, okay, it's fair enough, and I'll try to be loyal because I'm a very loyal person. When he said that, then I said, okay, then we started, that's how I started, and the way I started, I started with my personal bank account, and I just said trade as PS services which is Pindy Lefebvre, you know, my sister's name. Then mm-hmm. that's how we started. Then, you know, our first order was Sunlight Soap. You know, from Sunlight Soap, then I realized that, no, we can make profit of 3000 which was a bond. Then I said to also, then if we can end the salary from this, which is 3000 at that time, then it's fine because we can afford the bond. So he carried on. Then I said, okay, let me work a little bit. Then we registered. We start the company. You run it. Then we started like that at home, you know, with him helping with a little bit of admin, but, you know, I was still working. Then a minute we realized we got a big first order for like 100000 for a reflective jacket, then I resigned. Well, really done I, that we started, and then I had a car from I'm, that company, yeah. and then I took it back. I said, okay, I don't want any debt. I gave the, back, the car back from uh, that was a Mercedes, then I got cash, 7000 uh, 7, Then I had a credit card with a limit of 18000 That's how I started my business. I went to Nashua, I bought a second-hand sex machine, and then my neighbor gave me a desk. We started it our bedroom, that's all. Wow, I, I think you, if you haven't already considered it, maybe you should start considering writing a book because you certainly got some lessons there. Just one last question. There have been a number of challenges. You mentioned something, never mind the, the broken clay pots. There were a number of challenges. I think that you were abused as a child. You dropped out of school in yes. grade nine, whatever yes. that was. Yes. But there was a big cha- challenge in terms of uh, business because you were a director of your previous company. And when you started your yes. own business, what you forgot to do was resign as director and that business um, came financially unstuck, and you had to pick up the pieces there. That must, yes, have, been, that well, must have been a lesson. Yes, I had to, because I had to, as I say, uh, at that time, unfortunately, the car was bought under my name. So mm. if I had to leave, I had to take the car with. So then immediately I decided, do I need to do? So I took the car back with Mercedes-Benz. They gave me a change. I had a credit card. Then I become a pedestrian. And my dream car has been a Mercedes. Then I said, God, one day I will own this Mercedes. 
Right now, the messages I have, it's the fourth one, not the new one all the time, from the time of being a pedestrian. Because that's a car that I like. It's not, yeah. it's not like it's a very expensive one, but the middle one, uh, Mercedes, and I said, okay, it's fine. And what we, what I've learned with working from the bank and also with him is that the money that you're taking just regenerates, regenerates. That's how we managed now to start manufacturing because we didn't have a lot of capital to raise and everything. Yeah. Because all the money that we're getting, we're just saving and just saving or other buy a car for the company, yeah. buy a truck for the company, buy the machine. So, even even now, I really say the background of the bank kind of helped me because now we know we're running this business. We don't even have an overdraft. We don't even thinking of overdraft. Yeah. You know, it sounds like you've learned some strong business lessons. Not too long. I'm going to have to cut it short there. But I just got one last question for you. How's the smoking going? Have you are you saving money on the cigarettes or are you still smoking? I'm not smoking. Okay. No, that was a dream. I know. That I know. When, <laughs> no, I had a dream as a child that to have business is to smoke, have an office, and a car. That's what I thought it's what you, you have business. So as a child, all the time I was dreaming to have my own business, and my own business was to smoke a car, but it was not that as I grew up. I noticed it's, oh, it's not that. It's all hard working, but thank God I'm not smoking, I'm not drinking. <laughs> Nogatula, it's been it's been really fabulous. Thank you very much and very best of luck. And enjoy your the global summit in Malaysia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take Thank care. you so much. Our okay. pleasure. Bye. Yeah. Ladla. Well, what a story, my goodness me. And overcoming some hurdles there, but uh, at least you never got to smoke, which is quite something. And don't forget, if you've got a story you'd like to share, welcome. Join us on uh, otherwise at safm.co.za. Tell us what your story is, and we'll see if we can get you on the air. Stay with us. Okay, we're going to move right along because why not? We have another story to tell. We have another story to listen to. She is Lorraine Schwartz, and she's right here with me in the studio. Hi, Lorraine. Hi. Nice to have you with us. Wasn't it interesting to hear Noctula's story? Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure. And one of the reasons we invited you is because we had a friend, a listener, who told us all about you. And she was telling, uh, telling us about the fact that when you were very young, you wanted to become a vet, but you couldn't become a vet because it was a male-dominated profession. You couldn't become a nurse because you had an allergy to tetanus vaccine. So you ended up becoming a first aider. Um, t- just tell us how you became a first aider. Voluntarily or? Well, basically voluntary, yeah. Um, I've, I've always been doing first aid. I was in the Boy Scout movement for 33 years. And How did you uh, get to be in the Boy Scout movement? Um, I joined as a girl guide, okay. and it's all part of the same same group. Oh, I see. And from a girl guide, I went into the Boy Scouts. I was a cub master, and then I became a district commissioner, and I did 33 years service with the Boy Scout movement. Goodness, and um, because of that, you have to learn first aid, but also I was accident prone. And I was forever falling and cutting myself and having accidents. And so I was doing first aid of myself from a tiny age. Um, by the time I was eight, I never even went to my mom. I'd just take a, a nail brush and a bar of soap and scrub my wounds clean. And I've always been interested in medicine. Um, I would have loved to have been in the medical field. Yeah, but as you like say, you were a bit of a natural. Um, I was barred from it. Mm-hmm. Um, my first love is animals. It always has been. Um, 
Um, can, I, can I just stop you there? I just want to come back to you being accident prone. Were you accident prone because you were just terribly busy running around and you were a bit clumsy, or was it because because I believe that you were born with curvature of the spine? That's correct. Yes. So that was what caused you to be. Um, that's what they believe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. By the time I was twelve, that was when they discovered it. Because um, my mom kept saying to me, "Pull your shoulders back," and I couldn't. And I went to health and beauty classes. I did ballet. I did tap. And then at Health and Beauty, the instructor there, she was the one that discovered it. And then they wanted to operate, and my mom said, well, what's their chances? And they said, well, 50-50, she'll walk again. So my mom said, forget it. And the doctor said to my mom, well, Mrs. E, um, your daughter by the age, age of 21 will be in a wheelchair. Well, I've gone past that. I ain't in a wheelchair mm. yet, and hopefully I never will be. Mm. Um, and that's that's where my life, I've always, because of, I don't know, because of that, and also um, a brother of six years older than myself, uh, brought up on a farm. All the farmers around were all boys, proper little tomboy, still am, daredevil. Mm, yeah, so I hear, well, we'll get on to that in just a minute. Um, curvature of the spine, you know, medically speaking, is it, is it s still considered to be uh, quite so, quite so uh, frightening? No. Not? No. It's, it's something it's, you know, back, yeah. back in those days. They back in those days, yeah. It's going to put you into a wheelchair. So you, did you have any formal training? I think at one point you were with St. John's. I was with St. John's. I did training um, with St. John's. I did training with um, Red Cross. And I did various other uh, training um, through the years as I went through. Um, I was with D Disaster Management in George. Um, I did firefighting. I did helicopter rescue. With the Boy Scouts, I did mountain rescue. Um, I've done abseiling. Uh, deep sea sailing. Are these things, did you, um, you know, given that your plans to be either a nurse or a vet were thwarted, did you make a conscious decision at any stage in your life that this is what I'm going to do? No. Or has it just been one of those it's things? It's just been one of those things. What actually happened was um, I was living in George, and a very dear friend of mine, her husband was shot, and um, he should not have died. The ambulance people did everything incorrectly and the very next day I was running her shop and there was an ad in the Argus for um, trainers up in George area so I applied I came down I did the course and here I am oh. and that's where I've been ever since and then with St. John's affirmative action took over so um, Joan Norkia and associates she took the body of us and I'm an independent contractor to, to her okay. Um, okay the thing about the thing about first aid or things about any sort of medical training is that you have to keep updating it I think, yes. don't you? because it yes. uh, primarily I suppose because one might forget it but also because things change and the procedures Correct. change I mean Correct. like your curvature of the spine which today might be seen as, as really not a problem at all do you undergo regular training yes, yourself? yes we do um, we are monitored um, and we have to renew our certificates, although our certificates are valid for three years. Um, Joan does monitor us 
on a regular basis mm. and, and keeps it us Can I just come back to your friend um, who was shot and apparently the ambulance people did all the wrong things. Give us some, give us some tips right here and now. I mean, what, what, if well, somebody gets shot, what would you do? What would be the right thing to do? Well, the first thing would be where are they shot? Mm. Um, in and what part of their body? In what part of the body. The second would be to do a head-to-toe examination to find out if there's an exit wound. Because when the wo- where the wound go- uh, where the bullet goes in doesn't mean it's going to come straight out at the same place. In a classic example of that, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law um, lived in Picketburg. He was shot point blank with a nine mil in his stomach, and it came out of his side. And his wife, they grabbed her. The two me- uh, men that came into the shop grabbed her hair and shot her, missed her spine by about two millimetres, and the bullet came out in her left leg. And I just thank the good Lord that they are alive today, my brother-in-law especially. He should not have lived because it was traumatic, very traumatic. They do say that very often, um, you know, the regular members of the public can do more harm than good, interfering, as it were, so one has to be very careful. Uh, Would you recommend that somebody, if, if somebody is planning to be useful they should rather do a proper first aid course rather I would than, suggest yeah. it yes yeah, yeah. And you know it never goes to waste yeah it never ever goes to waste well it sounds like it's certainly not going to go to waste in your case because you um, I'm not sure if you're still accident prone but it certainly sounds like you're putting yourself uh, <laughs> in, you know in some fairly dodgy situations so for your 60th birthday you did a parachute jump where um, at Bloberg okay at, well Melbourne Strand and how was that oh fantastic Absolutely fantastic. I can recommend it to anybody. Um, on my 25th wedding anniversary, I went skydiving. Um, I wasn't allowed Alone? To, no, I did a tandem with a little girl that had had an eye op. Oh. And it was actually my son. He used, my kids used to push me into things. And um, she wasn't allowed to do the bungee because she'd had the eye op. And they said to her, well, why don't you do the bridge swing? And she said, well, I don't want to do it alone. So my son just piped up, my mum will jump with you. So, yeah, he paid for it and I jumped. And how was it? (laughs) Fantastic as well. (laughs) (laughs) On my 80th birthday, I want to go wing walking. Wing walking, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's when you climb out of an aeroplane? On on the top of the wings. And is that uh, putting yourself in in any danger? (laughs) That's a silly question. (laughs) (laughs) How does that work? So you walk out onto the wing and then... Yeah, you get you, you um, mount the plane when it's standing mm-hmm. and then you take off and go up. But you've, you're strapped in. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned a bungee jump there. Have you done it? Do you plan to do it? I, I didn't do the bungee. I did the bridge swing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I'd do the bungee because it pulls too much on your spine. Yeah. So uh, I sort of forego that one. Yeah, well, it sounds like you put your spine under a fair bit of stress one way or another. Um, not <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly one way or another. Um, I th- if I'm not wrong, I think you've already passed your 70th birthday. Did you have anything? In November. And yeah. what did you do for that? Um, we had a, a spit braai, and I had all my Christian friends um, from our house church and from our church, and I had, I had a fantastic birthday. A little bit more of a sedentary birthday, this one. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, my son couldn't be with us. He's in Australia. Um, my grandchildren are there. He's actually a, a ma- he's got his master's ticket. He's a captain, and he's now become a um, 
a pilot, sea pilot, bringing the ships in and out of, of harbour. Um, Lorraine, do you have any regrets? None at all. Not one little mm-hmm. bit of a regret. Mm-hmm. If I had my life, I think I would do it all over mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. and add a few things that I wasn't allowed to do. Um, I wanted to play cricket. I was not allowed to play cricket because I was a girl. And as you say, I wanted to be a vet. I couldn't be a vet because I was a girl. And there were several other things. Um, I did a bit of horse riding, not uh, professional or anything, mainly farm horse riding in Jim Connors. And I did a lot of cycling and I did a lot of mountaineering. Well, I guess it's never too late to uh, take up cricket. I mean, who knows? Watch it. <laughs> Give it a go. What? Maiden over. <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you very much, Lorraine Schwartz, and uh, I wish you every success with the wing walking for your for your big 80th. And that sounds like probably the most scary thing I could possibly imagine. But very best of luck. It's been lovely to have you with us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You thank you. Well, what God an inspiration bless. and to you, Lorraine Schwartz. Uh, definitely inspiring us. Uh, it doesn't take. Uh, well, you might even take up cricket yet. <laughs> You've been listening to Otherwise, but right now it's time for Sharp Shop, the children's program.